Amen. We can just wait a few more minutes. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for uh, taking part in our service tonight. Amen. So, um, Father, we thank you for everybody on the line tonight. We thank you um, for the Holy Ghost. God, hide all of us in a place that we cannot be found by the enemy. In the name of Jesus. And we take the blood of Jesus around us and us through us. We come against every spirit not like God in the name of Jesus. We come against everything not like God. God center our minds, our bodies, and the spirit. God, we come against the spirit of distraction. Hallelujah. In every household, in the name of Jesus, that we might hear the word of God and that we might proclaim the word of God and we can be what you have called us to be in the last days. And we thank you for your blood, God, that your blood covenant, that you died on the cross for us. I thank you for the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. I thank you for the DNA of Jesus Christ, that he is the living Jesus, Elohim, God, more than enough, that you keep control of our lives and everything around us. In the name of Jesus, amen. And amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to do some running of references tonight, but um, we're going to talk about um, the word justice. Justice. Every time you turn on the TV, in today's society, you talk about, you hear the word justice and injustice. Um, whether it's um, um, believers and non-believers, um, whether we just passers by, uh, just everybody has a camera. So anytime somebody does anything wrong now, um, we can't get away with it because somewhere. Somebody has a camera. And today's society, people try to get away with a lot of things. Even, for example, the young man, um, George, whatever his name was, he was killed under the knee of a policeman while there were cameras everywhere and people were trying to stop him because of the injustice of trying to destroy him and putting his foot on his neck. Amen. So there's injustice everywhere. There's injustice in the church. There's some injustice outside of the church. There's injustice in the courtrooms. There's there's injustice everywhere because God has allowed these things to happen. We don't question why, God, but we tell God to tell you thank you because the Bible tells us that in all things, give thanks. So we tell God thank you. And we say, God, how do you allow uh, for these things to happen um, because um, we know we belong to you? And so he told me to go into the Bible dictionary and begin to search the scriptures for the word justice, J-U-S-T-I-C, justice. One of the definitions of the word justice is it means we must be in harmony with a moral and ethical nature of people. We must be on one accord, harmony. We must be not just in harmony, but harmony with a moral upright attitudes and not uh, skim, scam, and cheat, and lie. And we must have ethical values. Those things that our mamas and our dads would tell us when we were little, Johnny, don't do this. Erica, don't do that. Uh, Don't do that. Why? Because God was allowing our parents to instill in 
we're talking about the word tonight, justice. Amen. The word justice means um, the actions in which we walk in harmony with moral and ethical norms. That God is just both in sense of that he defines the moral and the ethical norms of our lives. He is an uh he is connected with the he connects us with the the universe. He connects us with standards. He he is a God of love, but he loves us to walk in justice. In other words, to do that which is right. And today's society, a lot of times, because everybody has a camera, uh, when people do things are wrong that are not uh, justified or not right according to the word of God or according to the laws or the government, it is becomes a, uh, a, more, a pattern of injustice or not doing right towards people. It is just to see the hungry, but it's not unjust to knowingly do things that are against the will of God. It is unjust to uh, cheat, lie, steal, uh, everything, because that's unjust in the eyes of God. And so it is a moral standard that God loves, wants us to walk in, as well as an ethical perspective of God. And those standards, he tells us, and he reveals this to us. Uh, let's start out with uh, the book of Nehemiah 9.33. Um, Apostle Erica, can you run that scripture for me, please? Nehemiah 9.23. Can you hear me? Hallelujah. Okay. I guess he's not talking. Okay, hold on a moment. Let me get it. I thought he was just going to die. Nehemiah. Amen. He's talking about the standards um, that God wants us to have. Nehemiah 9.33. Nehemiah 9.33. Amen. It just seems like life is so much different um, than it was even six months ago. And life is so much different than even more so uh, a year ago. Because, and it seems like that the the enemy is out there to take us out at all costs. Okay. That Nehemiah 9 and 23. Or 23 or Hallelujah. Talking about justice. Hallelujah. Nehemiah 9 33. Nehemiah 9 and 33. Hallelujah. Nehemiah 9 and 33. How be it, thou art just in all that is brought upon us. For thou hast done right, but we have done wicked. So the Bible lets us know that it is right to walk in the righteousness of God. It is easy to do wrong but it's not always easy to do right according to the word of God. But we must, as believers, have a standard 
in God. We must have a standard in God, um, whether it's uh, whether it's moral or um, in the in the spirit realm or in the natural. In other words, ethical standards are if you see somebody on the road that's hungry and they're asking for food or asking they're hungry, it is ethical and morally right to feed the hungry. That is a standard of being just, and it says here, the righteousness of God. It is an act which that we must have in harmony with God. So we must walk in the will of God, and we must walk with the harmony of God. And we see today you really don't have a lot of people talking about doing what's right and what's wrong. Because the enemy is blinding us to see, to to make us not allow us uh, to see ourselves. So we are not going to be judged by what somebody else says or what somebody else does. But God will judge us individually as to what we do and what we say as a believer. Okay. It is not Amen. just to just to kill a person for no reason at all. Okay. Right. It is not just to not feed the hungry. It is not just to be morally decadent and not um, live for the Lord in all things. Because the enemy or the people out there that are not saved, they recognize there ought to be a difference in Christ. Okay. There must be a way that knows that our light should shine bright on the hill. Okay. But right now we are walking in a period of unjustness. Period. Full stop. Okay. So that when um, you see these things that are happening today, I believe that Christ is soon to come. And that God wants us as believers to know that we must walk in harmony, one with God, to walk in his righteousness, righteousness, not Glenda's righteousness, or anybody else's righteousness, but we must walk in harmony with God to walk in righteousness and the uprightness of God. Surely God created the universe, and because he walked, he created the harmony. He walks in harmony with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that it is called the triune Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And they themselves love justice in his people. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is a biblical concept that justice includes divine retribution. Mm-hmm. Preacher, so, so does that mean, preacher, that when I do wrong, it's coming back to me? Preacher, that means if I do something to hurt somebody, offend somebody, knowingly, um, and even though I repent, will it not come back to me? That's what they call divine retribution. Okay. Mm. It might come back as easily. And it might not come as hard. But the Bible mm-hmm. says that what a man uh, reaps, he shall yes. sow. It does mm-hmm. not say whether you're white or black, Hispanic, Jewish, but he says what a man sows, he shall reap. So when you're walking in injustice, you don't think uh, it will come back to you. Well, let's take, for example, Nebuchadnezzar. 
Nebuchadnezzar was the king. Nebuchadnezzar was a man of power and influence. Nebuchadnezzar had everything that he wanted. But he ended up one day walking up, uh, crawling on the ground, no clothes on, no mindset, because he decided that he was greater than God. Okay? So there we must not walk in injustice uh, as belief, believers in Christ. There is no white God. There's no black God. For example, now we see the church, the church, the ecclesia. Now you have part of the modern-day church mm-hmm. siding with this particular person. Why? Because they say they're against abortion. And God does not condone uh, abortion. And so they follow a particular person because... He says, I'm for abortion. But that same person says that I can do whatever I want to do. I'm like your king. I I allowed you. I can go back and change um, Jerusalem to another capital. I can run around and cheat. I can lie. I can steal. I can borrow. But because of the one thing that I fight for in the church, I'm going to follow you. We must follow the mind of Christ. I don't care what you do. I don't care what candidate you follow. Follow Christ. Paul said in his word, I follow, follow Christ as I follow him. So whenever you do anything for God, whether it's getting your hair done or whether it's in the grocery store, whether it's in the a job, we have to understand that Christ is the most important thing in our lives. Okay. And there's nothing, the Bible says there's nothing hidden from God. So that means if I cheat, if I lie, if I take that pencil that don't belong to me, does God see that? Yes. Okay. Can repent? Yes. But the Bible says there's nothing hidden from him. No matter what we do, no matter what we say, and then believe it or not, to me, some of the people that are calling, uh, uh, confessing <coughs> salvation, some of them have the spirit that they are, they're, they're up today and down tomorrow. They're good today, they're not so good tomorrow. They, because they walk in two opinions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because, but we've got to be stable to to draw people. We've got to be stable. I'm going to wait for the next property to come back in. Um, I think her call has dropped. One moment. Amen. Somehow I got disconnected. I'm sorry. Amen. Amen. God told me tonight to talk, teach about the word justice. The justice, um, Father Ubandi as necessary in the name of Jesus, um, about justice, justice. Um, what we're seeing today in today's society is the injustice of man, the mm-hmm. injustice of beating people, a policeman and killing a young man, black young men, um, unjustly, the injustice of the court system, the injustice of the Supreme Court, the injustice of man, because it is a time that God is preparing us 
for his coming. Amen. Mm-hmm. And we must be wise in the things of God. Mm-hmm. Wise and know and and line up with the word of God, line upon line, precept upon precept. Because mm-hmm. it it is now in time a prophecy. Okay. Two or three of the most prophetic books in the Bible. Amen. Was Isaiah, um, um, Jeremiah, and Daniel. Those are the most prophetic books in the Bible. And in these books, they tell you of the end times. It tells you that Christ is coming back. It talks about God's presence in the book of Daniel. So the point of the book of Daniel 10 talks about, he says, I saw a, a, a man and I, and I fell as if, as if I were dead. And the angel began to tell him to get up, Daniel. So God's presence is on the earth today. Even today, when it looks like the enemy is going to take us all out anytime, all these times are happening. God is trying to get his church. God is trying to get his ecclesia, not his building, but his church to go yes. and to get into the presence of God. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so, as a believer, as a church, as for example, um, this week, God had asked me to go into the book of Colossians. In Colossians, um, it talks about the Colossian church. And the Colossian church um, was going through issues with the church. The Jews uh, disagreed with the agnostics. The agnostics disagreed with others. But they were all the church and Paul himself. When he wrote this book, Paul was in prison in a Roman jail. But God sent a word to Paul about the church, that all really that matters is him, his righteousness, and his love for his people. So we now today in 2020, as a people, as a church, as a nation, as a world, we're going through great trials, great hatreds, uh, hate of, of, of skin color, hate of churches, hate of family members because the enemy knows it says in the book of revelations that the enemy has but a short time and so we must recognize as believers and people of god that we must walk in justice we must walk in a way that we know that we represent god that represents god that that justice is once is a way of walking in harmony with God. You say, how can I walk in harmony with God? Pray. How can I walk in harmony with God? Fast. How can I walk in harmony with God? Believe His word, study His word, and walk and be an image of who He is. That's how we can become. We can walk in harmony. With God, and not just walking in a harmony with God, but walk with moral and ethical standards. Amen. I don't know about you, but over the years I've been in churches or situations where there was a building, quote unquote, but you had a whole bunch of people uh, in the church every Sunday morning that were not walking in moral and ethical values. Okay. You say, what do you mean by that preach? Well, they go party all night on Saturday night, but Sunday morning they're in the church in the choir saying, that is not standards of moral and ethical values. God expects his ecclesia, his people, to walk in the will of God. Because certainly if we have, we serve a God that created the universe and that God is God and that God is known by his justice. Amen. Um, Apostle Erica, can you read 
um, Psalms 9 and 16, just that scripture. Okay. Uh, okay. Which, which scripture? Okay. Um, that we, um, uh, which? on Psalms 9 and 16. Uh, Psalms 9 God and 16? is known, yeah, God is known by his justice. Uh, okay, one moment.
praise the Lord, sister, and all this other stuff. And then the next time I see you uh, on the other side of town, I'm cursing and screaming. Okay. Because we say we are his ecclesia. We are his outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We are the city that sits on the hill. And we need to know that our light, that our light shines brightly. My, that light in you will allow people to hire you because they'll say stuff like, well, you know what? There's something good about you. There's something about, I like you. You're upbeat. You're happy. You're, they don't realize it's the Holy Spirit. Okay. But the injustice in you will say, don't do that or do that. It don't, it don't matter. If you want to steal that, that's fine. I'll just look the other way. But when we become believers of the Lord of Jesus Christ, everything in our minds, our bodies, and our spirits, we must line up with the word of God. Again, when we are calling ourselves saints, we must line up with the word of God. Again, when we are confessing, now, if you're not confessing it, I'm not talking to you, but when you are confessing uh, the word of God, when you are confessing your soul with the Holy Ghost, you're filling, uh, you're confessing that you're living right for the Lord, we must line up with the word of God. Uh, how? Line upon line. In other words, what I see in the book, I do. If I don't see it in the book, I don't do it. Line upon line and precept upon precept. Because the people today are looking for us for an answer. Okay. I've met some great preachers in my lifetime that they can preach and preach and preach a house down. But yet, they can still be lost. And I say that, why? Because Apostle Paul himself said it. He said, I can preach and preach and still be lost. I can teach you from the beginning of the book, the Bible, to the end of the book. But I can still be lost. Why? Because we're not walking in the will and the precepts of God. So if it does not line up, don't do it. But if it lines up, do it. Okay. Because people are watching us. People are watching our attitudes. People are watching what we say. Because we are that light. Bottom line, saints, is how bright is your light? Now, if you go to the store, you'll see different watts of light. You can buy the 100-watt light bulbs. You can find the 60-watt light bulbs, the 40-watt light bulbs, and they held on down. So how is bright is your light? I'm not judging anybody, but your light in God, does it radiate? Does that light you have in you draw people? Is that light in you? People want to follow you. Okay. Not for form, not for fashion, not hairdos, not for style, not the colors you like, but where is your light in God? Okay. This is why a lot of young people they 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 get to the point that they don't want to go um, to to churches. They don't want to go to places because they've seen in the uh, for years us as believers as older saints, the life that we've we've done. So they don't want to follow us because they feel that we're just pretending. We're the great pretenders. Uh, I you do this, I do that. You do this, I do that. No. We just love people and do what's right because if it doesn't come back from you, it'll come from somebody else. 
when we love God so much, we learn to walk in his justice, in his righteousness. It's like one time I was living in this really bad neighborhood, and everybody knew what the devil, knew what the devil was doing, but never nobody would open their mouth. Uh, they just kept their mouth shut. The enemy, if he can get your mouth shut, they will do anything with you, for you, and to you because you don't speak boldly. Paul said in Ephesians 6 on down, he says, God, teach me to speak boldly as I ought to be. And Christians got to learn to to speak boldly as we ought to speak. Call it like it is. If it's sin, it's sin. We can't pity Pat. We can't play around. Because God, Christ himself, is coming back. You say how that is, preacher? Well, look in California. Fires. Okay. Uh, look now where we are. Texas, uh, uh, Mississippi, uh, floods. Florida, uh, uh, all the issues in Florida with the, the, the coronavirus. In fact, the coronavirus is running around in a circle until God's commanded to stop it will continue. We've got a, a president that right now he hasn't, and I think he's going through his moments. But when God says it stops, it stops because the Holy Ghost, the Rahakadish of God, He will stop whatever is going to stop when he gets ready. Maybe God's allowing the church to pray. Maybe God's trying to get the church back with faith. Maybe Mm -hmm. God can go back and get the church prayed up, fasted up, and living for God. We don't know what God's doing. But I do know for a fact there's more praying going on than ever before. There are more Bible studies than there ever has done before. There's more TV ministries and Facebook ministries ever than before. God's trying to get his church, his ecclesia, to go back to him. And if I have to make the church, the place uh, I'm short of food, if I have to make it so that people are more homeless, uh, if it makes so that all these things happen, because God is trying to get to his people. Mm-hmm. And we must be that light. Okay. When you go to a red light, you got mm-hmm. three colors. You got <laughs> your red. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mean stop. Okay. You green. Okay. And the other color. Those are colors representing things that you're going through. And we know the blood covers everything. When you see the yellow right, you see that means shock. That means caution. You're going through. Okay? And some of us are just going through. Okay? Everything in our lives just going crazy. You're going, we're going with caution. And he says, proceed with care. Proceed Mm -hmm. with love. Proceed with kindness. Proceed. Mm Why? Because you're going to go through. The only way you can get to the other side of the mountain is go up and go across. Okay? Unless God speaks the mountain to move, you've got to go up, and there's a struggle. And when we get to the top, you say, oh, i got to go back to the other side. Okay? So we've got to learn, okay, to proceed with caution. When the green light comes, that means, okay, all is well. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. Okay. Go on. Because God is trying to talk to his people. Yes. God is speaking to the universe. God is speaking to the United States of America. God's speaking to Africa. God's speaking to Ireland. God's speaking to every Spanish nation. God's speaking because in any language, God is just God. Okay. And God's speaking now. God is allowing it 
almost like even in uh, in the book of Exodus when they were plagues. Okay. And this coronavirus is a type of plague. Okay. You cannot see it, but it's visible. Okay. You cannot taste it, but it's visible. But the good part about it is that when the invisible God becomes visible in man, we can see God. And that causes us to cry out to God. And if we were to die tonight, where would you end up in eternity? I challenge you, church, every night before you go to bed, no day is promised. And every time midnight comes, there's a new day. Every time midnight comes, the atmosphere atmosphere shifts. It's a different uh, uh, feeling in the atmosphere at night than the daytime. Okay. And even in the midnight hours of our life, God's still there. Even in the midst of this confusion now with coronavirus and injustice and beatings and killings that are not normal, even in the government that things are going along that are not normal, even in our children's lives, that things that are going on, but whether it's the schoolhouse, the outhouse, the colleges, all these things all these things are happening at once. So you've got to understand that God is trying to get his people in a place where he can come back and take us. Where do we belong? What are we going to do? Are we going to continue to be the great pretender? Are we going to be uh, the great um uh, get myself all fixed up on the outside, and my others, my insides ugly. I've seen some most beautiful, uh, handsome men or uh, beautiful women that their ins, their outsides are beautiful, but their insides are ugly and nasty. You can't get to God like that. We've got to do a self check. Have you ever gone to a Jupy, uh, what a, a Jeffy, uh, Jippy Lube when they change your oil and they check your dipstick and they check your brakes and they check your fluids and they do this and the other? Why? Because they're doing a check of the systems in the car to see whether it's not ready to be on the road again. Well, you know, maybe we should take that attitude that as believers, maybe we need to have a self-check. Okay. Holy Ghost, check. On board? Okay. Sin? Check. Not on board. Check. Okay. How I love people? Check. Did I treat people right? Do it smile to them. Be, be nice to people. Do for people. Feed for people. Self-check ourselves in our relationships with Christ. Because tomorrow is not promised. Justice. That we have to learn to walk in the harmony with God morally and ethically. We must walk as believers in Christ. That we walk in harmony with God. So when God moves, I move. If God don't move, I don't move. Why? Because I'm in harmony. Or in when you were in chorus, in the chorus, they had uh, different voices, the soprano, the alto, uh, and whatever. And when they sung, they all had a beautiful sound together. Why? Because they were walking in harmony. And God wants us to believe tonight that we must walk in harmony with God. We must walk in the moral and ethical values of God. We have to believe that the God is calling the church to repentance. 
That's another thing we have to do every day. Repent every day. Repent um, knowingly. uh, Repent unknowingly. We don't know who we've offended. We don't know we've heard. And and when those people say stuff like, well, it really don't matter to me because people, I don't care about people. No, well, you ought to care. You confess in salvation. You are that city. You are that ecclesia. You are that church. And you are the people that God has called to walk in harmony with God morally, okay, ethically, so that when I open my mouth, I hear God. When I open my mouth, I feel God. When I open my mouth, there's the presence of God. Why? Because now we are walking and we must walk in harmony with God. God. For when I walk in harmony with God, I walk with God. When I walk in harmony with God, I I see the sin and I I repent. When I walk with God, my prayer life increases. When I walk with God, that when the enemy comes, hallelujah, God lifts up a standard. When I walk with God, my life will never be the same again. When I walk with God, I know at one point this body will separate from the flesh and the spirit, and I can experience being with God. When I walk in harmony with God, everything works together. That's why I love that scripture that says all things work together for the good. You mean all things, preacher? Yes, all things. My tears, all things. My children, all things. No money, all things. Grandchildren, don't talk to me, all things. Car breakdown, all things. No matter what happens, the Bible says all things. All encompass all God. All things. It's teaching me to pray. It's teaching me how to fast. It's teaching me how to study. It's teaching me how to depend on God because the Bible says that all things work together for the good of God. What? Of those who love God and because all of those who are called to what? His purpose. Why? Because I'm learning to walk in harmony with God. And in my harmony, I walk in his will and his ethical and moral values. The sad part that a lot of people preach is not teaching ethics and moral values. There's no difference between a little lie and a big lie. Okay. They say, oh, it's just a little. No. There's a difference. If you're lying, you're lying. If you're not, if you're not. Either way, lying and lying and cheating is cheating. So we have to walk. And when we open our mouths, think about the harmony of God. Think about that you are his his, your representative on the earth. That's another thing. You write that down. You represent, you are a change agent on the earth. You are a change agent on the earth. Wherever you are, you change things. No matter what you do, when you walk in the door, change walks with you. When you pray, change walks with you. Why? Because you are now a change agent. And he uses you to bring change in 
to the atmosphere. You bring it from the natural realm, the body, but you now walk into open door of the spirit realm. Why? Because you are a change agent on the earth now. You're no longer the same person. Okay? So you are a change agent on the earth. So wherever you are, change comes. When you sleep, change is right there with you. When you get up, Change is there waiting to command things to happen, command your day. Change. You bring change because you now are walking in the spirit and you are walking in the presence of God. That's how it is important for us to be in harmony with God. Harmony is important. And then we can be in the total will of God, not just sometimes. Uh, Like the commercial says, sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't. We have to learn or at least strive for that we are always in the harmony, in harmony with God. With means somebody else. Besides you, you are in the harmony with God. So whenever there's injustice, whenever there's lying, when there are people that are hungry, we've got to anticipate God's will for people in our lives to help them, to change them, and they want to follow you. But when they see all kinds of things in believers, they don't want to follow you, okay? When you do all kinds of things, they don't want to follow you. Whether it's natural in how you dress or, 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 or naturally in your attitudes for people, they're going to want to follow you. And we're not following like follow you into church, but a follow to in your relationship with Christ. That I want to be like her. I want to talk like her. I want to see what she see. I want to be where she want to be because there's something that I need from her. That's why the Bible tells about tells the older women to to teach the younger women. Why? Because there's something there that I've got to put in you. Okay. No, we don't have to be the same. In fact, we're not the same. I don't nobody. I don't want nobody to be like me. I love my daughter, and 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 but but I want her to be me. And I constantly tell my daughter, if God told you to go do it, do it, do it, and I do, I will help you as much as I can humanly possible. Because what God had called to me in my time and space on this earth, she might be able to do something greater. And if she does, that's good. That's still my seed. Because each generation stands on the shoulders of the previous generations. Will you be that light? Will you be that change agent on the earth? Will you fast? Will you pray? Will you stand for justice? And will you stand for injustice? For we are his people. Sheep of his pasture, and we shall enter into his grapes with thanksgiving and praise. Because justice and harmony and moral standards and believers, God's calling us now to his place. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. God, we thank you for this word, we thank you and you teaching us to walk in your harmony. Hide us all, God, behind the cross. Hide us because you are God and hide us for the will of God. Hide us that we know that we've been with God. God, we God, our children, God save us. 
that our husband saves him. God, do whatever you need to do, but shake us and break us that we are in your will and that we will walk in harmony with God in ethical and moral standards, not by my standards, but by your standards. We come against every spirit not like God. We come against everything that is out of order, displaced, disconnected in the spirit realm. We thank you now that everything that is around us We thank you, God, in everything, because you're working all things, give thanks. So, God, it might sound crazy, but I hear what you're saying. God, ah, oh, Shonda, thank you, God, even in the midst of our storms with the covert 19. God, draw us closer to you. And God, teach us that we are the change agents on the earth. That any time the Spirit of God can reveal and know that you are soon to come. And that we can become witnesses for your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. We thank everybody for coming in tonight. Amen to ELR Prophetic Shift Podcast Network on tonight. Amen. On a mantle of prayer. Amen. None other than our prophetess, Linda Lane. Amen. My mom. Amen. On tonight. We thank God everybody tuning in and constantly hearing the word of God throughout the week. Amen. And in this season, he is looking for atmosphere changes. A lot of times what comes with the atmosphere, a lot of people uh, sometimes in some cases are not willing to accept that the atmosphere changes. Amen. One thing is uh, when you are an atmosphere changer, you're not concerned by emotions. You're more concerned about the flow of the Holy Spirit. And see, when we were more concerned about the flow of the Holy Spirit, then we're not concerned about what the person looks like or what expression they have on their face or, you know, whether they're not calling in or whether it's – none of that stuff really don't matter because it says what we do for Christ, what shall last, what we should do. And like I said, I agree with my mom tonight, standing in agreement with prophetess, amen, on tonight, amen. You never know, you know, how your seed will come out. My mom would have never expected out of any of her children, me, of all people, nah. <laughs> Mama. Amen. Because I think I was like one of the more rowdiest kids that she had. Children, you know, I was always quiet, but when I got to a point where I couldn't, I would not allow things to happen. Um, God had to channel that, that type of attitude that I had when I wasn't saved to the point that when I did give my life to Christ, when I fully submit myself to Christ, he's using that same attitude. I'm using that for his glory. Amen. We give God glory for what he is doing, you know, just being humble, just to sit under my mom's feet every single time. doesn't matter what office I am because it really doesn't matter. doesn't matter because whatever God released a word, whoever he's going to use, whoever he wants to use in this season. And we have to get to the point, guys, that, um, and I'm going to say it out loud on podcast, that we got to stop being sacrilegious. A lot of sacrilegious folks, uh, they, 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 they feel like they're the only ones can say what they can say and nobody else can say. It has nothing to do with your office, guys. It has nothing to do with your title. God's going to use you in this season. And if he tells you to open up your mouth, you need to open up your mouth and see the and believe what God is telling you. 
uh, because if not, then he will use someone else um, in replace of you when you do not release that word that God has embedded in your belly. So in this season, he wants us to be atmosphere changers, want us to be a change agent. You know, he wants us to be atmosphere changers. He wants us to be able, when we walk through the door, that we should be able to change the lives of people, change the lives of their heart. You know, they should be able to see the heart of God on us. It's not about wearing a cross across your neck. It's not about quoting a hundred, a thousand, trillion, quadrillion scriptures. Mm-hmm. Because if you live in the word and the word is within you, um, God gonna give you the right words to say. Um, mm-hmm. And we, and that's one thing, a uh, wonderful thing I, I, I love about um, um, a sound doctrine teaching. When you have a sound doctrine teaching, I mean, everything that I've learned, that I've, I've achieved, uh, is through the womb of my mother. Um, and I sat there and I listened, I taught, I was taught, I was taught. Even though we were in ministry, we were in the other ministries and stuff, I still hold on to what my mom had taught and, you know, didn't expect to least to, to go forth like this, but God allowed me to do it. God allowed me. And, um, and what man say, and say one thing we got to recognize what man say, man may say no, but God says yes. You know, man, they say, oh, no, you will never amount to anything. But then God said, you are amount to, you will, you will amount to everything that I put your hands to, whatever you put your hands to, or the plow. Mm-hmm. Amen. He will allow mm-hmm. you to do it. So that's a, that's a great thing. You know, one thing we got to be about leaders, listen, you know, anybody that calls him and, and talks to discuss, let me tell you, no wrong word, no wrong or no right. Whatever that God has speaking quickening in your spirit, don't ever feel that when you come or you call in or whatever or call in and then God when God speaks to you, when God speaks to you, let me tell you something because of the love of Christ that that we have within us and um, when God tells you to speak, you speak. You know, and I would you know, we will release the platform in that because because remember, uh we serve a God that is a serve a, a God that is untraditional. Not a traditional. The people who are religious folks, it's a difference between your religion and your relationship. We have to make sure without a shadow of a doubt that we have a relationship. That means how we treat people, how we converse with people, how we talk to people, you know, how we react to people, as opposed to being so sacrilegious to the point that you're no earthly good. And we don't want to get to that point. We want to be real with this thing, real with this thing, real as believers and stuff. As the believers of Christ, we are, our job is to be real. And uh, in this season, you know, especially when the pandemic is coming through like this, the pandemic is coming through like this, we just have to, you know, be able to be steadfast, immovable, always abiding in his word. You know, and each believer that is on this, in this room that are hearing us, each one that is tuning in throughout the week on the podcast, even listening I mean, we have so many listeners, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like a thousand, close to like a thousand to four hundred listeners that are tuning in to the podcast throughout the week. So it's not just the conference line. Conference line is just one of the platforms. But the, the radio itself is a multiple platform that God has allowed us to, to venture out in this season. It was more from the beginning. do that. So we just thank God for what he is doing in this season. We thank God for what he has uh, set forth in this season um, on tonight. Amen. And we just thank God for God moving. Amen. On this season and throughout the week. Amen. We are excited about what God is God is doing. Amen. And we are pleased. God is pleased what we are uh, bringing forth into this life. So we're just blessed. Amen. We have a, a conference coming up, you know, and I pray that everybody that's listening here on the podcast, throughout the podcast, and, uh, throughout the week, we are hosting our fourth annual Godly Women Empowerment Revival, Women of Destiny. Amen. And our theme is, if I perish, let me perish. Amen. Those are through October 23rd through October 25th, uh, 2020. At 8:30, 8:30 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, starting on Friday night. On Friday night, so we have Friday night Apostle Adam out of 
uh, Holly Springs, Mississippi, and we have Bishop Paula Hopkins coming out of uh, Truro, Texas, and then we have Pastor Shirley Collins that's coming out, I believe, West Palm Beach, uh, Florida, um, on Sunday of school now on some night. So for additional information, you know, everybody, please feel free to contact us at one six three six four two two zero three four four in reference to this. And we are uh, during this uh, this conference, we are um, receiving donations to expand the podcast network. So y'all can console send a uh, a uh, donation if you may at paypal.me forward slash elr prophetic all right, or visit our website at elrprophetic which is w i x s i t e dot com forward slash podcast network. God bless you. I'm gonna go ahead and turn this over back to the prophet on tonight for closing. Okay. All right. Is there anybody else you'd like to say anything? Um, let me see. Okay. I thank everybody that, uh, um, I thank you, um, I guess called out, uh, dropped, called, dropped. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, Father, we thank you for the word tonight. Because we know that this word will, um, reach somebody somewhere, somehow. We thank you, God, teaches us how to continue to be faithful in the little things. Because I know when we do things, and the little things, great things, uh, uh, grow much for us. And so we thank you in advance for the Holy Ghost. And we thank you, God, for the next podcast. We thank you, our God, keep us with the sweet union communion of the Holy Ghost. Rest rule and ride above. Amen. Amen. Good night, saints. Bye-bye. Amen. God bless you.